Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. This is David. Welcome back behind the Velvet Rope. We are back in our main space, as you can see, and we are back with our main girl, Miss Sarah Frazier. <laughs> Hi, David. Oh my God. I love us together. And I feel like our listeners are loving it. I mean, we're getting so many tweets, so much interaction. People have so much tea. I mean, people are listening to us and I'm just going to say, I got some candid pictures of a soon to be former uh, housewife husband. Okay, that's we how, have a, that's okay, how much your show is resonating. We have so much to talk about. Now, I am so far behind. Like listen, I cannot keep up. I'm really good on Instagram. I'm really pretty good on YouTube. I don't check Twitter. But this morning, as we're having our coffee and our Behind the Velvet Rope mugs, shameless plug, um, you alerted me to the fact that we we have made it. I mean, we've, we've made it a long time ago, but we have a lot of hate on Twitter. And I love it. I Steven, love yeah. it. We are getting hate left and right. Do you want me to read some of that? Yes, I, mean, I love it. Are bitter. I watched your YouTube oh, page regarding. I, I watched your YouTube page regarding Garcelle's book. You need to read the book so you can properly report on it. She praised Erica in the book. Erica even confirmed herself that she did not write anything bad about her. As for Rena, she wrote how she would have preferred if Rena's. And then the woman stopped tweeting. <laughs> um, I'm not reading Garcelle's book. No offense to Garcelle. I don't have time. Next. Let me rephrase that. When I interview people, like I just interviewed Matt James from The Bachelor, I interviewed Cassandra Peters at Elvira. I got some Southern Charm people coming up that have books. Oh, you you like Matt James? I'm, 
you know, Matt James is the only season that I watched. And, you know, it completely blew up after that. Chris Harrison was fired. <laughs> like, I got. Do you want to hear something? I'm not interested. I'm not it's, interested in the show at all. It's the only season I've watched, like in the past 10 years. I watched Tristan and Ryan, but I was interviewing at the time a lot of people from The Bachelor. And I realized the behind the velvet rope audience doesn't really give a shit about The Bachelor because nobody really cares when I interview these people. But I love Matt James. And um, I mean, first of all, Matt James is, oh my God. I mean, the thoughts of what happens when that man takes off it all his, I'm like, I can't. So yay to Rachel Kirkconnell for snagging that. But Sarah's laughing. But no, I mean, he he has a book and- they're still together. Yeah. Oh, we I talk mean, about it still all. together. And P.S. My own personal theory about them is I don't I think they broke up to let like the heat, you know, uh, just like calm down. But I don't think they were ever really off. That's my only. It's that's like my personal it's I mean, I asked that question. I was like, you know, it like, you know, did you feel the pressure of like society? Like I'm a black man, the first black bachelor. This is what happens. Nice. Like we see these racially insensitive photos and listen, I love a deep interview, believe it or not. My audience doesn't always love a deep interview, but I love a deep. And it was more like, you know, did you feel like I love this girl, but I cannot choose her. Like this is bigger than me. This says so much. And we were in a different place at that point in the world. Not that things are great now, but you know, we've we've switched a little. And we, we talked about all of that, about like choosing someone you love and like the world was against him. And, I mean, it was really a big thing. The first Black Bachelor is choosing to date a woman who not only is white, but that's fine, but like that has these racially insensitive photos. And listen, Sarah, you know what that means? Do you want to know the moral of this story? Even though I'm a single jaded New Yorker who loves my life, love conquers all, baby. Oh, love conquers. Well, I do love a love. I love love and I love a love story. And, you know, I mean, I think what people were so upset about is those photos were only like two years prior to... you know, that whole like Southern Bell plantation style um, ball or whatever she'd gone to, you know, I, I don't know. I grew up in Maine, so nobody had any of that stuff. So I don't, I, you know, I didn't know anything about it, but I can't wait to hear his answer because that boy, I mean, that took over. That's, I mean, that's how Chris Harrison got fired. I mean, the show was divided. I know we talk about ratings. I can't wait to see what the ratings for the bachelor continue to be. Cause I don't think they're going to be good. We, we kind of talk about that too. Um, I don't know. One more hate. We got more, one more hate tweet. I was going to read to you because it's, it's directly towards you. Yes. You sounded so butthurt by Teddy Mellencamp. She really hit the right spot for you. Didn't she? Where's the lie that you started as a fan? Also, their podcast is much more successful than yours. Dot, dot, dot. Well, first of all, I wish Teddy or someone were hitting the right spot here today as I have my coffee. And second of all, second of all, Let's see. I don't even know. I would say a year. Let's see in 365 days where the two T's in a pod podcast is versus the behind the velvet roll podcast. And I don't mean on the charts. I mean, like, let's just see if the incarnation of Teddy and Tamara doing this 365 days from now is still around. You know, let's see if Tamara hasn't tired of hanging out with his deadbeat Teddy. I think you do have a bigger show, by the way. I mean, I, I haven't looked, but I think you do have one, a bigger show. I like to end on a positive though. So we did get, oh, um, okay. we did get a positive one. And it, this person writes so excited for the new season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Roll on May 11th. Can't wait. And Catherine Edwards is terrific. I can't wait for her to be back on your show, David, and you guys rip up each episode. 
So there you go. There's, there's one positive. I mean, I love, I've gotten a lot of those. I'm like, I think people have lost sight of a few things that we have had Miss Kimberly D, otherwise known as Kim D. Paola in New Jersey, tearing it up for every single week. I cannot believe it. She is my friend. I would say this to her face. Kim is flaky. And so the fact that she showed up, she's not flaky on purpose. She just gets in sure. her, like, I need to stay home. I need to have my meds, my dogs. The fact that Kim has been on every single week for New Jersey is shocking to me. I cannot believe she has honored her commitment. I think people forget that Miss Catherine Edwards, who is my wonderful friend, was not here for every season of Beverly Hills. So I think people are thinking when Kim is done on, on Patreon that we're going to have Catherine Edwards every week on Beverly Hills. I'm not so sure that that's true. Believe it or not, guys, someone at once is like, make Kim a permanent co-host. Make nobody wants to be here five days a week with David Yontep and all you wonderful people. They just don't. It's and a I wish it's they lie. did, but they don't. But we're working on Catherine, guys. We got some things planned. But anyway... Talk to me about, thank you for the hate, everybody. Keep the hate coming. Keep the, it's a good sign, Sarah. It's a good sign. I got somebody that just posted on my Instagram page today and they said, I checked you out on Reddit and now I see why everybody, what they said about you is true. Oh, thank you. I'm like all over Reddit too with this whole thing where Margaret gave me the shout out. I watch what happens. They're like, his business is over. What a shyster, what a scumbag. And it's like, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I, I got, I go, Sarah, when this is done, I'm going to leave you a nasty comment on your Instagram. I'm, I'm going to do that for you. Okay? I'm going to do that too on yours. I love it. I'll well, even do it from you? all those fake accounts that I have. Oh, all right. I got to do, I don't even have any Finstas. Oh, okay. You got to go have some fake accounts, babe. Um, okay. So let's talk about, I mean, you are, are on the boots on the ground Potomac girl, even though you moved to LA to be famous and all this other shit. Um, talk to me about these pictures of Michael Dobby. Well, we do have a Sarah Fraser show fan and behind the velvet rope fan who did send me, she was on a flight this week from DC to Vegas with Michael Darby. Okay. So Michael Darby taking, you know, domestic airlines. He, then I said to her, you know, she was DMing me while she was, you know, on the plane next to him. I said, I'm literally saving these as we speak, just so I look down. Okay. Go on. Okay. Take some pictures. So she exits the plane. She gets Michael Darby. He's looking down. Then he's on his cell phone. He has his carry on luggage. It's black. He's got like kind of a black backpack on top of it. Blue kind of blazer. Very Michael. He looks very Michael. And he's, you know, stepping out in Vegas on his cell phone. Um, Where he's headed, I don't know. I mean, do we think Juan may have met him there? Are they having a divorce party? I mean, what, what could be happening? We don't know. So much happens in Vegas. So, but the point is he's alone and he's solo and he is I mean, listen, I don't want to stereotype. I just, I hate to stereotype, but I mean, you're going through a divorce and you're going to Vegas. So I mean, listen, this is like when I had Mr. Ralph Pittman, shout out, RHOA is back. And he tells me he disappears for two days or three days as we saw on RHOA. And I'm like, did you have to go to Tampa, dude? Like everyone knows that that's the stripper capital of the world. Like go to fucking Tallahassee, Florida. So to Michael Darby, like, the optics on Vegas, dude, like he's over it. He's like, I'm going to go get some strippers and some whores. And again, we've talked about this before. I mean, no, and like, no, you know, the sex industry, like people who take money for sex, no shade to that. Like this. No, of course we love a sex worker, but 
We love a sex worker. Now, do you want me to play part of this clip? You know, the other interesting thing is Ashley Darby was on, gave her first interview to Fox 5, Good Day DC in Washington, DC this week. She is revealing that she and Michael are still living together. So, you know, there was a lot of rumors on legitimate blogs that, that Michael had moved out. She says that's not true. And she also says that they are not getting divorced for the reasons that people think. And I'm curious... I'm curious, like what you thought those reasons were, and then also what you think, like they really are. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if you want. I'll play just a second of it and play then it, and then I want to talk about what you are think you? the reasons are. I agree. My kids are pretty young. My son is two. My other son is one, mm-hmm. so they don't really have an awareness. And Michael and I are still living together. We're still under the same roof, so no difference for them. And the latest information for those who who don't know, you announced uh, fairly recently that... That we are separated after almost eight years of marriage, Michael and I are separating. How, uh, the question is, this is what comes up a lot of times when you're doing reality TV. Yeah. Is, a lot, is any of this um, going to be on, on the show? Well, yes, and it does limit a lot of what I can right. disclose here. Um, so it, they're documenting and mm-hmm. all of that is unfolding. Right. Ashley, you're very active on social media, and I'm sure you saw some of the reaction and comments on your page, various blogs. What do you make of the, the public reaction since you put it out? I know ultimately it doesn't matter, yeah. but, but how are you taking it all in? Um, honestly, I'm not really taking it in, Marissa, to be, because... Even though I'm a public figure and I put so much of myself out there for public consumption, ultimately, especially now that I have kids, what is most important is their well-being and my well-being. So uh, I appreciate the support that I'm getting, and that's really nice, and that's really awesome. Okay, that's that clip, and then she goes on. They posted a second one where she basically just kind of insinuates that they're not getting divorced for the reasons that people think. And I'm curious what you think. Well, a couple of things. First of all, like, you know, when you have like a major statement to make, you, oh God, I just, I don't want to be shady. This is why everyone hates me so much, apparently on Twitter, you know, but like when you have a statement to make, like I say, go on GMA, Good Morning America. I say, go on like Kelly and Ryan. Like, I mean, no offense to your local home station, Sarah, I mean, that you still work with, but like, couldn't we break this somewhere other than like Fox five in DC? No offense to you or like our good friend, DJ Richie sky. But anyway, I don't know. I mean, remember when I told you, I kind of tuned Ashley Darby out a little bit, but now she is very interesting to me. I'm not so sure that this was like a Countess Luann or like an Erica Jane where I deep dove into really thinking about why, but now that you pose that question, I don't know what I thought. I mean, I guess I just thought that now, listen, I have to tell you, Based on our comments from our last chat on YouTube, there's like 10,000 comments that are just all about Ashley being a gold digger. Gold digger, gold digger. It's all about like this bitch. People are saying, I'm not saying this. People are like, she planned this. She planned this. She married him for money, stayed there for whatever amount of time that is divorcing him now. And she's going to get millions and she's a gold digger. That's what our YouTube constituents and listeners have said. I don't know. I just thought really that what is there to like? I mean, I think I thought that like it was Michael and being, you know, having an open marriage when you have three sons together or groups or, you know, an orgy of like 30 is different than like 
I'm home with the kids and my husband's not playing around tonight and he's in Minnesota and who's that girl on his lap. So I think if I really thought about it, which I'm just thinking about right now for the first time, I just thought it was like she was tired of Michael stepping out. Even that's really what it is. Okay, well, see, all right. That's to me, that's what everybody thinks, right? His his cheating and, um, you know, like that she's a gold digger, right? I think that's what she thinks. She when she says it's not for the reasons that people think. So I I, I love look, I am hooked. You know, I like them anyway. I like both of them. I wish them all the best the best. And I just never from knowing her, I just I didn't ever get gold digger vibes. I feel like they totally were attracted to each other because they lived in the restaurant world. The sex was great. I think they both were like, I think they both are kind of by like, I think, I, you know, I, I just, I, I don't know. I never got the gold digging vibe from her ever. And let me just um, say, I, I'm not calling her a gold digger, but I mean, and I, and I would, but I, I didn't, I didn't get that vibe either. Honestly. I mean, I wonder if there's something else. And, and when I say something else, I, you know, I did read also, they didn't have the same life goals. What does that mean? Does that mean she wants to start another business? He's like not supportive of it. Does she want another baby? He's not, he's like absolutely done. I don't know. I just wonder if it's, my take is this, the next season of Potomac is going to be epic, epic, epic. You know, you know, it's in my top three. Um, and it's sandal season. Look, everyone always gets excited for sandal season. The weather is warmer, but I wear sandals year round. And now you can too, thanks to Crocs. With the new Crocs style sandals, you can embrace those feel good summer vibes all year long. I love Crocs sandals, not just because they're stylish, but because they're so comfortable. And when I'm comfortable, I feel I can do anything. They have new Miami sandals and Brooklyn sandals, but my absolute favorite are their getaway sandals. They are so soft, light, and thin. It literally feels like I don't have any shoes on at all. There's a cushiony soft footbed and it honestly feels like I'm walking on clouds. Style-wise, they go with anything and everything and I can wear them anywhere, no matter how casual or a more formal event. You have to check out the getaway sandals and all of their sandals come in such a variety of colors. So you can match with any outfit. Right now, get 20% off your next purchase at crocs.com. Just use the code sandals20 at checkout. That's sandals20 at crocs.com for 20% off your purchase. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. We come together every day, five days a week, and we are from all different walks of life, shapes, sizes, locations. But there is one thing we all have in common here, and that is we love reality TV. Come on, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you didn't. I have to tell you, I am obsessed with being. Being is reality TV gold. Listen, Bing is an innovative new audio format like no other podcast you've ever heard. This season, it's Bing Trans. You're going to meet Chloe. You're going to meet Jeffrey, Mariana, and Cy. Over the course of six episodes, you get to be a fly on the wall. And I know you guys love that from their most intimate conversations. They're unscripted, raw, 
You're going to hear it all. You'll be right alongside them as they handle health, family, relationships, love, friendships, professional careers, and everything else that comes with living life as a transgender person in LA. With this podcast, you'll gain unique insights and an empathetic understanding of their personal experiences. From Lemonada Media's Being Studios, this is audio reality. This is being trans. Literally, think about it. We now have reality in the form of a podcast. You're just going to sit back and you're going to observe. It is so good, you guys. Being trans is out now wherever you get your podcasts. I think I think she's going to be classy about it, but I think we're going to get some reveals of other things. Maybe she met somebody. You know what I mean? Like we always kind of put the onus on him. Maybe she's met someone and she's like, I'm done. Well, often, you know, if one party is older and one is younger, sometimes it is the younger one that meets somebody. I it's funny because. Yeah, I think that, you know, she's going to save this for RHOP and it's going to be a great RHOP. I have to tell you, I, what am I saying? When you told me, I guess last week or the week before that there's a 30 or eight, like I look at Erica and Tom, there's an age difference. I look at, I don't really see the big age difference between Ashley and Michael. I mean, he's, I think she's a mature, like she started very young. So I think she's mature and seems older for her age, which is not a diss. And he seems young. So I think to me, I mean, I would say maybe there's like a 10 year age difference. I don't really get this like May, December thing. Um, I don't know. I just think different life goals. Listen, here's the thing, just in terms of like goals, like when you're young, I think you're like a mess in your twenties. And I think like in your thirties and even forties, like you have a career plan at some point in the forties, you change your, I think like, as you get into your late forties and fifties, like it's almost like you don't necessarily have strong career goals anymore and as you're just like at a different phase in your life you're not like trying to climb the corporate ladder you're like I'm looking ahead to come down and just chill man like retirement and I don't know like it it could be that I don't know I I really would like to know why they are getting divorced but I'm just not at all shocked I'm just not like they didn't seem like, look at, again, you look at like a Kyle and Mauricio, you look at like a Lisa and Harry, none of this would shock me. Cause I just expect everybody to get divorced, but that would oh, shock I would you. Be like, right. I, would be de- I would be devastated. I'm so invested in them. I mean, look, I was devastated with Erica and Tom. I really, it, it was a I shocker. Am, I am naive. You are not naive. I believed, you know, I thought Tom Girardi was every bit the Tom Girardi of Los Angeles, you know? I mean, awesome. I just thought somebody like that is is not defrauding people. He doesn't have to. He's Aaron Brockovich's attorney. Like, he probably made $20 million off that. He's just a great investor. I, look, and, and to me, Erica and Tom were perfect because she is kind of an older soul. She's like old Hollywood. She's glam. You know, I just don't see Erica with somebody I don't know, 45, you know, I just see her with this class act who I thought Tom was, but meanwhile, he's a complete con artist. I do not see. Well, yeah. Like when you look at most people, you don't say, Hey, what, what con are you up to? I I don't see Erica (laughs) with like a younger guy either, you know, for sex. Sure. But I don't know. So that's Ashley and Michael. And I don't know why they're getting divorced, but I would love to know. And thank you to the Sarah Fraser show behind the velvet rope listener who 
saw him on the plane and in line and decided to take these pictures. Thank you for sending these. Thank you know, you. I, I wish you got like a closer up over here, but we'll post them and, you know, something is better than nothing. Now, what would you like to talk about next? Because you know what I want to talk about? What? What? With R-H-O-B-H back on the air coming up and we have R-H-O-A. I want to talk about this. Lisa Vanderpump, Erica Jane. First of all, Lisa and Garcelle went from like meeting once to meeting again to like, look, you girls know what you're doing and that's okay. And I'm not shading their friendship, but like Garcelle knows that meeting with Lisa is going to put some jabs in people and Lisa knows and I'm all here for it. But Lisa and Erica have gotten into a little bit of a tiff, haven't they? Um, yes, they are fighting. Um, you know, there's been a lot of back and forth about, you know, cause Lisa had that like thing that kind of like dig at Erica that, you know, of course, Erica didn't read Gar- Garcelle's book or she didn't understand it because Erica's dumb and really needed a <coughs> scratch and sniff book, you know, <laughs> and then, and then so and like she doesn't that- know how to read. Right. She doesn't know how to read. Then that makes the rounds. And then, you know, Erica responds, that's rich coming from someone whose breath reeks of garlic, Chardonnay, and a cigarette, you know, (laughs) which actually kind of, I could see Lisa Vanderpump's breath smelling like that. So there's kind of this like back and forth. And, you know, I have my own theory about uh, Vanderpump and Garcelle becoming friends. Please, Um, please share. Well, my theory is, you know, I think Lisa desperately wants back on Housewives. And she said if they fired the entire cast and they cast Sutton, Garcelle and myself, it would be an epic uh, Beverly Hills and I would return. They're never going to do that. How recent did she say that? No, they're not. Recently, very recently. That was like that was like this past week. She doesn't she won't keep Crystal. She didn't mention Crystal. No, she did not mention Crystal. I, I think, you know, LVP, uh, you know, she wants back on that show so bad. Don't you think? I think she wants back in so bad. I have recently sat down with a major housewives producer, which is coming up on behind the velvet rope. And he said, he said that a housewife has never, now I got to really think about this and I'm not challenging him he's like a housewife has never turned down an offer like you can negotiate well I mean Bethany Frankel has but like so yeah I think you know I stand by what I said which made national headlines last year or whatever I think Lisa would need a two in front of it to come back I think listen I think Lisa would come back now if you gave her two something I do whether she wants to or not the future of Vanderpump Rules is looming, as we talked about last year. I think she would come back now if we gave her two something. I, yeah, I, I think if it was her, Garcelle, and I mean, this is no shade to Crystal, but it's kind of like Lisa's shade to Crystal. Because I believe Lisa would keep Crystal. It's just that Crystal is so in the background. <laughs> Who? Um, yeah. We'll see how Crystal's year goes. I think Crystal better step her shit up. I hope she filmed well. But no, yeah, I don't think she's going to work with Erica. I don't think she's going to work with, you know, Kyle, she's not going to work with Dorit, but I think for two something as much money as she has, I mean, she might, she might, but I think her coming back, listen, this isn't the OC. It's not New York. We don't have a problem here. Like, you know, it's not Atlanta, which I hope has a great season. I was going to say, Beverly Hills hasn't missed a beat. You know, I love, I love Lisa Vanderpump. I do. I love it. 
I've been to Pump. I've been to Sir. I mean, I, I love all that. Honey, but as, as Teddy Mellencamp her. points out, I was a fan. I went to Lisa Vanderpump's fucking wine signings in like, I have a friend in Ted. I went to her wine signings all over the world. Go on. No, I just, I would say uh, that show hasn't missed a beat. Whereas like, I think you could argue Tamara and Vicky, like without Tamara and Vicky, we're, it is missed. We are struggling. Even Kelly died. I, I liked Kelly, you know, on the show. It is, I don't care what anyone says, you know, Orange County to me is like jump the shark. I'm just not interested unless something major changes. But Beverly Hills hasn't missed a beat without Lisa. I agree with all of that. And by the way, I don't, and I don't have no problems with Tamara. Remember, my feud with Teddy has nothing to do with Tamara. Yes. I don't think the OC can go back though. I don't think if you brought Vicky and Tamara back and Kelly, does anyone, okay, let's take a moment of silence. Is anyone excited for that? I mean, really excited. We're really excited for this season of Beverly Hills. We love this season of New Jersey. We are on edge for Salt Lake. Does anyone excited if it was Vicky and Tamara and Kelly you would watch episode one and two and maybe three, but is that going to solve this problem? Because if so, then let's talk. I don't know. I don't think it's going to. I mean, the only thing that solves it, and of course, I actually really loved Gretchen and Slade. I mean, Ooh, yes. you know, you know, you bring back Gretchen, you bring back Slade. The thing I think where what's happened with Housewives, right, is when it started, it was such a revolutionary show. We just wanted to come into their lives and see their kind of semi-bratty kids and see the parents sort of talk shit to their parents or, you know, correct or like the parents were brats and the, the kids were sort of normal. But as the years have gone on, I feel like the ante has been upped. And now the ante is criminal investigations being it's they've almost kind of reverted to trash like they're they're rich, but trashy, I guess. Like, I just think the days of I think the days of like us just following Kelly and Tamara going to lunch and arguing don't work without like like if Tamara's business was being like sued and she's near bankruptcy then you bring back Tamara that does that make sense? Like, I just think we've gone in a direction now. Like if you're not bringing the salt Lake kind of drama, this looming prison thing, Teresa's been to, which I know seems nuts, but I think people want to watch shit. That's probably never going to happen to them. And most people's husbands are not embezzling 30, 40, 50, a hundred million dollars to make them a singer. So I just think now Unless you're going to bring it so much, you know, I mean, Candace brings the fights, the, you know, the, the, uh, like, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we're, if there's some like jaw dropping dirt coming out about Michael and Ashley, you know, like, that's what I'm saying. Like Matt, like Ashley having an affair, like, I just think it's gotta be so the ante has been up. Like no one wants to watch them anymore. Like Dallas, no one gives a fuck that that who's the Prescott or Westcott chick like Cameron. No one cares that your life is like beautiful. Like get almost arrested. Like you know your husband gave you an STD. Like we need shit that's not going to happen to us now. Yes and yes, and I, we both agree that like nothing against Lisa Vanderpump. Save her, save Lisa Vanderpump. You don't need her now. It doesn't hasn't missed a beat, and we're gonna have another great yeah. season. And when Beverly Hills goes down and is trash, which I don't think is. I mean, listen. At Not the her. end of the day, 
this franchise had bad seasons. People were like, I'm so sick of Lucy, Lucy, apple juice. And I'm so sick of Munchausen's. And they're, they're, the, the thing we said as, as a viewer was, this is the only franchise where it's one note. The entire season is about Munchausen's. The entire season is about Lucy, Lucy, apple juice. Ugh. And somehow at the end of the day, it's famous people, Rinna and Garcelle and actresses, and it is just extreme wealth. And so I think like, you know, when I tell you a year from now, my podcast is going to be here and, you know, two T's will probably be finished because Tamara has better things to go and make her money with. Long-term game, I don't think Beverly Hills is going to be the one that goes down. You know, look, Potomac, it's great. It just, let's keep it going. And the other thing I have to say about the OC is like, you know, if they revamped New York, and we're going to talk about that in a second, well, you have the city. I mean, the city of Los Angeles, I'm sorry, it goes back to LA, New York. Like, I'm not insulting the middle of the country the way Vicky did when she said she would never go to Oklahoma. But like, you still have Beverly Hills and, you know, <laughs> Craig's. And, you know, if, if you revamp New York right, you have another character, the city. Salt Lake isn't successful because of the city granted it's shot very well and we have nothing that shows snow and like the feel of the cold like dallas like it, the oc like why why are we still trying do you know what i mean it's like dubai i think dubai is gonna have the city i've been to dubai it's a whole different world and i think people are going to be so intrigued there yeah, ain't nothing do, special about orange county or dallas and that's not an insult to those cities it's like salt lake doesn't work because of the snow and the mountains it works if OC just, I think it has to start over. And I don't know who I was talking to about this. I don't know if it was you on this podcast, but like, we can't keep starting over. Like you, you shot your it load. Was us. I, it was yeah, us. Last, you shot your yeah. load, like with New York. Like you can't say, well, now we're going to have two OCs. Wait, we're going to have two, da- bring back Dallas. We'll have two of them. And and let's, let's, oh, Atlanta sucks now. Let's have two Atlantis. I mean, eventually it's like your model doesn't work and something has to go. That's my feeling. I finally got and am finally getting a good night's sleep. Listen, if you think as a self-respecting New Yorker working on this podcast 24-7 with all the stress that comes along with it, that I have gotten a good night's sleep over the past many years, you are sadly mistaken. Well, listen, now I get a good night's sleep and it's all because of Dormeo. If you suffer from any type of achy hips, back, shoulders, Anything when you sleep, listen, you have to try the premium mattress topper by Dormeo. At a fraction of a cost of a new mattress, a fraction, you can get that new bed feeling without having to buy a new bed. And literally, like for me, it really meant not waking up anymore throughout the whole night with all these aches and pains. And I finally sleep well, you guys. Now, of course, Dormeo's mattress topper has a full range of sizes from twin all the way through king. Dormeo has a 10-year warranty, a 100-night risk-free trial, and free shipping. So what do you have to lose? Right now, you can go to dormeo.com slash velvet, and you'll receive 30% off of your Dormeo mattress topper. That's the best offer you'll find anywhere, but you have to go to dormeo.com slash velvet. Remember, with your 10-year warranty and a 100-night risk-free trial, plus free shipping, it's crazy not to give Dormeo a try. I love it. David, I think you have a good assessment. And, and um, okay, yeah, keep going. You, you lead, because I, I do have a question for you about Bravo. Ask me, because I don't really have well, much more to say. Okay, okay, well, 
switching gears slightly, you know, BravoCon is coming back this fall in New York, Javits Center. Are you and I going? Like, should we go or do you give two rips? I mean, I am, listen, that is such a good question. It is such a good question. I went to the first one. I went to the first one. Listen, well, first of all, there's a lot of people who have written and DM'd me that they want me, me, here I am to start like, I don't even want to call it an anti-BravoCon because that is negative. They want me to organize a alternative. First of all, there's thousands and millions of people listening to us right now that will not get into BravoCon. The shit sold out last time in like one second. I was on the phone with this Margaret Joseph and she's like, it's not sold out, sweetie. It's like the tickets are 1500. It didn't sell out in 30 seconds. I'm like, Margaret, Margaret Joseph, it sold out. She's like, it didn't. I'm like, it did, sweetie. Like, she's like, no one's paying $1,500 in a matter of 10 seconds. I'm like, it sold out, bitch. Fucking figure this out and get me in. So there's a lot of people that are not going to get into BravoCon. So some, a lot of people want me to call like Bronwyn, Deandra, my friend Kim D over here. I know Kathy Wakili, Amber Marchese, but everyone fucking hates her. So, I mean, they want me to get all these ex-housewives that I know together and have them descend upon New York City and everyone who didn't get into BravoCon come. And then whatever prices we're going to charge, I mean, this is a lot of work. I mean, oh, I, I know it's so much work. That's could, like the problem. Could I do that? Could I put on my own BravoCon of X Housewives? Oh, 100%. And I can guarantee you whatever prices we're going to charge, or we have to charge something. There's restaurants. And I mean, but I would do dinners and, and meet and greets and just an intimate. And I guarantee oh, you. See, people we should love do this, this idea. over the tour. Uh-huh. Instead of touring, we should do You're this. You're going to have to help me. I, you know, I mean, look, it's not anyone associated. And we probably can't call it. The Bravo is not going to be in the title. And look, anyone that's on Bravo is not going to happen. So you got to, you have a tough with Potomac. This is the thing. It was, I, I always dealt with this with Dallas. Not really. We could get like, Monique in a heartbeat. I mean, Monique, Monique is not that far, far away from, and you know, Monique. You know who you're also going to get? Aaron. Do you know who you're also going to get? Oh, oh my God, who? I know someone who, you know, exactly who I'm going to say. People would love to hear from her and she would be on the plane right now. The one, the only Miss Katie Rose. (laughs) Katie would do it. I mean, people love Katie. Katie would do it in a heartbeat. I've become obsessed with her. She is so. She's entertaining uh, to watch online. I know. She's got a lot going on and she's authentically just a little off center. Yes. I love that. So, yeah, I mean, I I mean, I just spoke to Bronwyn two days ago, Deandra, Miss Leanne Locken. Now there's a lot of guys like this is I mean, there's it's we have to charge money. Like This is I don't even know how we would go about this. Are we paying people? We'd have to pay for like we would have to charge a price. But could you and me put on a whole anti BravoCon one billion trillion million percent for everyone that didn't get in a billion and not for nothing. I mean, listen, here's the thing about BravoCon. I'm going to tell you, it's, there's alternative programming because I went, so like every day, the first day from nine to 10, you could either go here for pictures with Teddy and, and Kyle, or from nine to 10, you can go to a lecture with the OGs. From 10 to 11, you could either go to a Southern Charm brunch, or you can go get your picture taken with the Trace Amigas. So it's like, there's a lecture 
there's like an event and then there's a picture opportunity all happening at the same time. So you got to choose. You don't do it ahead of time, but when you're physically standing there and so like, and this is no shade, but I mean, Teddy says I like pictures with people. I mean, I don't need pictures with anyone because I'm friends with all these people and no offense, but like, what could I learn? This sounds so egotistical and it's not, but I don't know. I don't really need a lecture on how it works and producers and what happened in season three. Like these people come on my show. Like I'll ask them when they're here, like Craig, do you fucking want to marry Paige or not? Like just fucking answer my question. You're sitting in front of me. So I don't know. Oh my God. I don't know. The anti-con would be so, I mean, I'm just like, I'm sitting over here. My mind is going 10,000 because so many people would come. And so many of these housewives still want, you know, I mean, you know, there are some that are like, to your point, are never going to be probably asked back. Like Katie, you know, our girl, Katie, like from Potomac. It's over. You know, it's over. So what a great opportunity for a long weekend to talk about your experience and talk, you know, you know, Katie probably still keeps up with a lot of the women and is still friends with, I mean, oh, oh my God, David. I mean, we have to hear from our listeners what they think. Yeah. Tell us, do you want us to do this? I mean, it's a lot lot of work. work. It's so much work. It's so much work. And I mean, just like, even just the permits and like getting, just getting the space, getting the, you know, I mean, everything, getting the space, getting the the venue. I can tell you for a fact, the girls that are on Bravo were paid $5,000. I think a day, I think it was a day last time. And I think it was across the board, whether you were Teresa Giudice or, you know, Brandy Redmond from Dallas, like no matter who you were, you were paid the same amount. So we would probably have to pay people something not no five thousand yeah, I mean, dollars a day because our prices are going to be much less but i don't know if we would have to but we would have to somehow but it's guys this sounds fabulous and wonderful it's a lot of work it's like a lot of work it's and legally work. we have to we would have to have a lawyer in, involved every step of the way so this is like not a joke here. i know it's not a cheap but yeah, yeah, the yeah. dms that have come in that's what people want me and you will be helping to do. Just putting that out there. I would do in a heartbeat. All right, well, let's put it out. You know, I bet you somebody listening to this show that's an Uber fan is probably an attorney, is probably an Uh event planner, is probably connected into New York City. I mean, because you, it always blows my mind who's listening. Well, and probably a lot of people from Bravo too. (laughs) But anyway, um, but I do think probably with the amazing fan base that you and I have, and just, People that listen to our shows are, I always say they're so much smarter than I, which I love. I don't know. It could happen. I really love it. Right. And like, I'm plugged into the New York scene as far as like where to go, what the space is yeah. that, that I can do. But you know, that you, I can like, do. You need a, an entertainment attorney who's privy to, because you know, we're going to get cease and desist because even if we're not doing anything illegal, they're not going to want this to happen. It's not good press for them. It's, it's really not just good press like, when it sells out. And like, right. And like the liabilities for like, you know, you need to sign, you know, your life away in the sense that like when Tiffany Moon misses her flight and this and that, like, I'm not paying for your hotel in the Dallas, like, you know what I mean? Like the liability that needs to be like, so it, this is the thing, but could we do it 
here today in May and this is in October, yeah, we could. We could. If I really, we could. So well, just. I mean, you know, you even start it, maybe you, we even start it much smaller than what we mm-hmm. anticipate. Like maybe we just do Saturday. You know, we just do one day from seven to midnight or whatever. And that's just it. Like we get as many housewives and we do the anti-con and we do whatever different. And it's just one day this time, you know, instead of trying to do a full weekend and it is what it is. Listen, people love my weekends with Kim D. I mean, that's a done deal. Like Kim's ready to do a dinner, you know, she's already like, okay, well, how would this work? And is it sit down or appetizers? And, you know, like, okay, like, like different prices, like this is this, you want your picture with Kim, do you want a one-on-one? That's a higher price, but I guarantee you it's going to be less than, I think the SVP tickets for BravoCon were 2,500 for the weekend. And I think the regular was 1750. So, you know, listen, let me put it this way. We're going to cover BravoCon here, like hour by hour. Sure, sure, And just, don't you guys worry. I mean, if I'm not there, somebody that is associated with Behind the Velvet Rope and Sarah Fraser Show will be there and we will have everything to cover for all of you in one space. But I mean, I might be there. So when we cover it, just maybe I'll be in two places at once. Anyway, what speaking, <laughs> speaking, on. speaking, what else would you like to talk about today? Well, thoughts, what are your thoughts as putting your lawyer hat on? Because I love your lawyer takes, you know, NeNe Leaks, um, this this lawsuit continues to get a lot of discussion from multiple different you know bloggers platforms. I see it everywhere. You know now- our chat last week where we talked about Nini's lawsuit was really highly rated. It's still trending up there. Just someone said that when did this uh, show turn into David talking about all the press he gets and how how great he is? Well, I mean. I'm just telling you our Nene Leaks thing last week did really well. So what do people like? It's why, why is it getting interesting? The other thing that's come out is, you know, in Nene's lawsuit, she is naming like Stassi, you know, as, as um, an example of how they fostered an environment of racism. Um, Stassi is in there. Ramona is in there. Now I didn't realize this, but you've had Ebony and you are friends with Ebony. So I didn't realize that there had been a complaint that, that Ramona had allegedly said on the set, this is why we shouldn't have black people on the show because of, I guess, a confrontation that she and Ebony had had and they found that ebony they it sounded like bravo hired an independent investigator who found ebony's story not to be credible but the producer who witnessed it to be credible so then i guess it's sort of like almost crossed each other out and nothing happened to ramona is that what you mean that the the producer and i'll tell you some things in a minute because i am friends with ebony and she's in what they're saying the producer said no no they were opposite ebony and said ramona never said this no, I think I think the producer backed Ebony, but they seem to find Ebony's story to be different and not credible, and the producers to be credible. This but is what, it was this still is dismissed. From, I mean, Ramona was dismissed correct. with no prejudice or whatever. This is from Reality <laughs> T. They say that Nini in her lawsuit pointed to other Bravo celebrities: Ramona, Stassi, Catherine, Dennis. The lawsuit claims that three face little to no consequence for past racist behavior while employed by the network. Uh, OG Ramona had issues with the franchise's first black housewife, Ebony. Ramona allegedly made the comment, this is why we shouldn't have black people on the show following an incident with Ebony. Ebony, along with a crew member, so it's not a producer, excuse me, crew member, filed a complaint against Ramona. The complaint noted that Ebony soon observed and reported racially offensive conduct and or statements by longtime white housewife Ramona. Bravo stated the investigation into the claims supported the crew member's account, but not Ebony's. 
Nini point suit points out that instead of disciplining Ramona, she was then cast on Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. But okay, she as points that dad, out. She points out that even though Stasi was fired, she was on for a long time, and Catherine Dennis is still on. Yeah, she mentions all three of them. And she mentions Miss Zolciak, which is the key to the whole lawsuit, really. Um, you think, but what, my question as an attorney, right? Because it's always, it's not, you know, it's not what you know, it's what you can prove, right? So it's like, do you think that these, you know, can you prove like, okay, like the Ebony, right? Obviously, Bravo believe the crew member didn't believe Ebony. Or Let me just this. say, and I'm not defending my friend Ebony, as far as I know, yes, I agree with all of that. And I agree that all that actually happened because I speak okay. the truth here, whether you're my best friend or not. But I don't think Ebony has ever said that she has done this. Just just for one clarification, oh, I agree okay. with you that my opinion is that Ebony did launch a complaint against Ramona. But I'm just saying and there's no interview. I mean, I asked her point blank oh. on this show you know, and she didn't really, she didn't she answer. Didn't answer. She didn't answer. Because, I mean, answer. have you ever heard Ebony speak? It's like when you hear a lawyer speak, like, we I know can the lawyers speak never, not never answer. So she didn't never really answer, answer the question. But I do believe that that's what happened. But she's never really admitted that. But, I mean, I think that's why we didn't have a reunion. It wasn't like bad ratings. That was part of it. But it was like we had this investigation and we had bad ratings. And now we're going to talk about race, 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 race at a reunion, which nobody wants to hear about. But there was also an investigation going on, guys. And that's why this reunion was really, if you want to get to the bottom of it, not happening. Um, What do I think about the fact that Nene mentioned What do you think people? about naming? Yeah. Do you think these, these help, help or hurt her case? Or? I don't think it hurts her case. I think it, yeah. it, it's their examples. Their examples. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Fascinating. They're, 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 I mean, look, I mean, if her, her claims are that there's this history of inappropriate behavior at Bravo and that it's an environment that fosters or promotes or allows racism, right? I mean, that's basically some of her claims, I believe. So I do think Ramona, Catherine, and Stassi are good examples. I mean, I don't think, listen, I, Bravo does what they want. Wait, so I, I don't wondered, think, it, I don't think I it's wondering. great for like a Catholic. Listen, I think Catherine Dennis actually has more, has less to worry about than Ramona. I mean, I don't see Southern Charm at this point existing without Catherine Dennis. I think it could. I think everyone's replaceable. But Ramona's already in this strange situation here. So same thing with Kim Zolciak. I don't think it's great to be linked to a lawsuit that alleges the alleges these things and want a job in a future at Bravo. I mean, Ramona wants a job. Kim Zolciak would probably take a job if they, yeah, she would, if they put it together. Right. I you know always I mean? just, you know, I mean, it's it, like, Okay. Do, do I believe that Ramona is probably racist? Yeah. Like, I mean, Ramona is an idiot. You know what I mean? Like an idiot about COVID. She's an idiot about like a lot of things. Right. So, but like her making this statement, well, this is why we shouldn't have black people on. I mean, like, I don't know, you know, I mean, yeah, that is a racist statement. It's just that it's a pretty bad statement. Like the thing is, you, here's the thing in a million years, but like you, ha yeah, you go yeah, ahead. Yeah, well, 
but you've got to be able to prove it right without a doubt. Right. So it's like, I don't know. Can they prove that all these, you know, that's what, that's what I keep arguing, like back and forth. I don't know. Can you really prove because, because not only can you, you have to prove that it's racist, but then you have to prove that like, that Nini like suffered from it while these other people kind of advanced. Right. And I mean, well, Nini, Ramona is now fired. I don't know. You know what I'm this saying? Is, like, well, this is the thing, like 1%, what is the percentage? 5%, 10%, not more than 10 of cases actually go to trial. So yes, this right. is how the world works. Like you file a lawsuit and the next yeah, thing you right. know, it's settled out of court. When you hear things are settled out of court, one of two things happens. Nini, whoever says, I spent so much money on attorney's fees. And don't think that Bravo isn't, I mean, normally when it like companies don't want to be sued, the actual person that sues the company often has the upper hand. I was going to say, I think because like, look, is Nini paying for her lawyer? Maybe. Is this lawyer saying, I'm not taking a penny. I'll take a third of what I get. It's very likely it's a high profile case. Whoever's the attorney is, his name is out there. So if you get a hundred thousand dollars, I mean, he gets 30 for a week's work. If she gets a million, he gets 300,000. So he might be doing this contingent. If that's the case, it ain't contingent at Bravo. You have an in-house group of lawyers that eventually are going to say, wait, Nene's suing us for how much? And we've spent how much make this go away. And they'll say, Hey, Nene, like we're not admitting anything and we're and she'll have to, it will never be talked about, but here's like a million dollars to shut the fuck up. And I don't know yeah, if Nene leaks, I don't know if Nene leaks is going to say great. I mean, Susie Smith in, in, you know, down the street who makes $42,000 a year would probably say, yeah. great, give me my million dollars. But I don't think that's, I don't think that's the number that's going to make Nene go away, but here's what you got to think. This is what you got to think when you ask if you could prove this. What if Nene doesn't settle? And what if this goes to court? I mean, we'll have Ramona Singer. Come on in, Ramona, on the stage. We'll on the, the, the testifying stage. We'll have Stassi. I mean, eventually these people will probably be called into court. Oh my God. Can you imagine? No, you're right. And I think last week I was thinking like, wow, does Nene have a case? And then the more I think it goes along to your point, I, I think she does have a case kind of like Black China, right? Because I think Black China, you know, you can really you can really prove she lost income, right? That's gone to trial. I mean, here's the thing I'm about Black China. Takes it to trial. I am shocked. I mean, this is where like, listen, it takes a lot probably to piss off Chris Cardat, like Chris Jenner, like. I'm shocked that they didn't just say like, here's whatever amount of money, China. I don't even think, I think Nene Leaks needs more money to shut the fuck up than Black China. I don't think Black China needs that much money to go, go away for the rest of her life and just shut the fuck up. And I still am convinced that the Kardashians sign, make people sign NDAs and on the way they out. They do, like, I know that for a fact. I have, I have a, um, I guess it would be a second cousin or third cousin that worked for them and signed an NDA probably six years ago was an what intern. Did, what did, oh, do they want to come on and chat with us? 
I'll ask. I I'll ask. I, I don't. I don't really have like much of a. I mean, it's kind of like a cousin of a cousin. You know, it's like. But I will. I'll ask. They live in California, and they worked uh, in Calabasas for Chris um, several years ago, and completely signed an NDA and and signed, I think, other things. But I guess I, I can remember there was a ton of paperwork to sign before she got the internship. But I think people get paid like a Jordan Woods, like on the way out, like when you're part of some major controversy. I think it's like, here's this and you can never talk. But I mean, whatever your cousin signs, second, third, fourth cousin, maybe it's over now and they can come talk. I get pitched by people all the time. Someone's pitching me over and over that they used to work at Sir and this and that. I'm just like, like, I don't really buy into all of this. Like it's not really our show, but I'm just the Kardashians behind that iron curtain. I don't know that, that, that intrigues me. Um, But so I I don't know, like, I do think, as it goes along, Nini has more of a case and. Or is just like, look, a girl, I don't got no case and I want some money, but it doesn't really shock me. I mean, that's where it's like, okay, like I was friends with Andy, but like, I don't give a fuck anymore. Like this is my life and money. And I mean, does she have a case? Cause that's the thing. If you really experienced mistreatment and racism and inappropriate things nobody wants to like quiet that and then if you just want some money it's still a good play it's a good play but i don't know my gut says this when lawyers get involved like who knows maybe nini was just you know lawyers like listen bitch you're in the media like and i i read this and you this is what happens and you got a case and we're gonna go i mean so whether she does or not i just think it's either i mean she's gonna get something i mean it's not just gonna go away they're not gonna say just let's settle and you're getting nothing and you spent so much money i mean he's not gonna do that so i think this is gonna get more interesting like the michael darby ashley darby divorce before it gets Mm -hmm. but just think guys if we have these people testifying in court ramona singer ramona singer shows up for her court appearance today and Nini well, Nini wins. Nini and then wins. and then outside they're saying like Ramona Ramona do you have any comments and she's like no comment this is a lawsuit goodbye yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. why Ramona, so I don't know um I gotta talk about something keeping me up at night what my recent guest the one and only oh. Miss Larsa Pippin now, what is this, these pictures? Because I have some tea about this. She's pictured with Scott Disick. Now, what is this? You texted me and you're like, they're dating. Like, what is this? Like, are they dating? Because I don't no, think well, so. Well, I don't I know. They're just friends. What are you hearing? I'm hearing that he visited her while they were filming Real Housewives of Miami. He popped down to see her and she did not allow any filming. Like she did, it was kept very hush hush. It was like under the radar. While my understanding is with Miami, because they, you know, the women want the show to be such a success have all sort of made the decision. We're going to show everything warts all like we want this to work this time. And Larsa kind of didn't play ball when it came to having Scott there. So why is that? Is that just because she does have a friendship with Scott and she wants to still be friends with Kim potentially in the future. So she didn't want to ruffle any feathers or I don't know. Is there some love interest there? Because Scott seems a little bit on the outs. I mean, not, I think he'll always be a part of the Kardashian group, but I mean, I think as we're seeing her Courtney move on with Travis, I mean, I think you're going to see less and less of the Lord. 
I have so much to say, Sarah. Okay, well, say it, say it. <laughs> I mean, first of all, that is true. I have from a very reliable source, very close behind the velvet robe at Wim Production, RHOM. Well, first of all, let's face it. These women, no, we don't need to mention any names, spent years, years and years, and all they talked about was getting this back on the air. So yes. it's, it's, it's warm. It's warm in Miami and everybody needs a drink. Yes. Um... So, um, what was I going to say? So, um, there is that. Okay. Okay. You need a drink. So, but here's the thing. So sorry. Um, so they need like, yes, they are thirsty. They will show everything. Um, I heard that yes, production and all everyone involved is not at all happy with Larsa. That is a hundred percent true. Like where were the cameras? I think Larsa is just smart like it's almost like look I don't listen when Larsa came on my podcast I don't want to get into too many details behind the scenes but I asked one Kardashian question one so everyone could read into that about why there was only one I love Larsa and I cannot wait for her to come back next season so I think that just listen if you think about it like once you're a house like Lisa Rinna, like people do, is everyone, how, how old is everyone? Does everyone realize like, you know, Billy from Days of Our Lives in Melrose Place? My, I do. Most people just think of Lisa Rinna after a certain age, especially as a housewife. Like I think Larsa wants, she really, really, as we saw on the show, when her good friend Adriana, I'm being sarcastic, kept bringing up, Larsa wants to distance from the Kardashians. She doesn't want to be Larsa from the Kardashians. She wants to be Larsa, Larsa. Now, the vehicle for that is the Real Housewives of Miami. I just think she wants, I don't think she wants to get back with Kim. I think she would gladly take that. I mean, I would do anything. I would like kiss Kim's feet. But I, she's legitimately friends with Scott. I don't think she's dating him. And like, why would you film it? It's like, fuck you. Like, why would you film it? It's kind of a respectful move in a sense that Larsa isn't a thirsty bitch, right? Because if she was... She would want the Lord on RHOM. You don't think that would help like Larsa's story, just her own personal story of like, there's the Lord. I mean, it would. So, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, I mean, like, yeah. Like, I don't call Margaret and say like, you know, I'm coming to this party. Like, are, are they filming? Like, can I get a scene? Like, it's someone's work. It's really separate. So I think that she, it's respectful for her friendship with, the Lord of like, you're not going to be on RHOM. That's stupid. I don't even know if you can. Like, I mean, they're not on E. They're not on E. They're on Netflix. So, I mean, on on Hulu. No, but I mean, like the Lord is on Hulu. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't think like, do you know what I mean? Like, I just think that the Kardashians, listen, they are, you can't, if you do, as I said this last time, if you do an interview with them, if Kim Kardashian goes on Good Morning America or Kelly and Ryan, major outlets, you cannot say Kim Kardashian was on our show today. Here's a picture. They have to approve every picture that is used. I don't mean with the David Yontef podcast. I mean, with like mainstream, like, that's unheard of. Like People Magazine is like, 
you're lucky we're, we're talking to you. They approve every picture. I'm sure it says like you cannot be seen on any other network unless we approve. That's just whatever. But everyone is mad at Larsa. But I think it's a respectful baller move of Larsa of like, this is my real friend and you people would salivate. I mean, can you imagine the Lord on RHOM? That would be a thing. Sorry. That would be a fucking thing. But also let's not forget Larsa is way, 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 way too old for Scott Disick way too old i know i mean we have amelia gray sorry i mean it's i mean i'm I'm not i'm not calling larsa old she's as old as i am but right amelia gray is 19 um i don't know richie was like 20 you think ultimately the lord wants an age-appropriate woman well no absolutely not i think he he is like um completely like leonardo dicaprio i mean they all date very young but um but i mean i don't think that would, I don't think that would stop Scott from having a romantic really. I mean, I'm sure he finds Larson to be very gorgeous and knows her, but I think everything you said, I loved. So I, I think you're, you're right. And I think that is that you make a great point and um, they probably have been friends for years and it probably is platonic and good for Larsa. I mean, could I see the Lord and Larsa? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I they're, they're see hot together. Yeah, they'd be hot together. And Larsa on my show, she's like, I, you know, I don't got a type. You know, one day, and she's these are direct words from her. One day I'm dating like a tall black man. The next day I'm dating a short white guy. Maybe she was talking about the Lord when she said that on my show. <laughs> I don't, those are the exact words. I, I don't think so. And I don't see it, but I think it's like, and I don't think it's going to be part of the story. I'm sure Adriana has mentioned it during filming already. Like, why did you, you know, not bring Scott Disick yeah. around us? I think that that whole Kardashian angle they had to do it the first season because it's Larsa. I think we're over that. We've moved into the second, the second thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I do. Absolutely. Um, um, David, you know, I have a flight to catch. Do we have I, time for one more? Quick, we have time. Know? These okay, people really want quick. one more. They want one okay. more. What's one more? I think we've, I think we've gone through like our entire list. I mean, the only, yeah, go ahead. What else? Uh, I was going to say, like, let me see what else. Oh, you know what I want to talk about? Josh Flagg's new boyfriend. Okay, tell me. Okay, so I texted you that this morning and you said, oh, they've been together for a while. And I said, oh, they were? Okay, I didn't even know. Okay, Okay, let me back up. Someone told me, I forgot who it was, but right after he started, because I was like, I just had Bobby on my show. I just had him on my show. And someone told me, and I don't know who this was. You know, it all blends together. But someone who knows Josh Flag was like, oh, it's like the same type. Let's not forget Bobby's in real estate. Someone said it's just like Bobby, like younger, like also in real estate. And Josh clearly has a type, but I don't know. It was someone famous that was on this show off the record. Okay. If I thought of it, I would tell you guys, but I can't think of it. So the guy, what was his name again? You have it there. Andrew. um, Hold on. Like something basic. And I don't mean that as an insult. It was like a very Andrew buyer, right? Boyfriend is Josh flag and his boyfriend, Andrew buyer, our Instagram official, the real estate pro reshared a friend's Instagram story where he's seen in a restaurant leaning in for a kiss with a luxury estate agent. Listen, first of all, Josh Flagg is just like Jason Oppenheim. Jason broke up with our, well, I mean, Jason and Chriselle broke up because Chriselle wants uh, anyone not watching Selling Sunset. Good luck. Enjoy your Bravo. I hope you stay with Housewives and Bravo for the rest of your life because Selling Sunset is the best reality show ever other than the hills. Oh, it's great. But Jason and Chriselle broke up because Chriselle wants children and Jason in his 40s is just not ready 
I can relate to that. I don't want no children. So, I mean, Josh and Bobby broke up because Bobby, who's younger, wants children. And Josh just doesn't. He just doesn't see. Listen, the fact that Josh isn't living in the Beverly Hills Hotel and is like in a house. He just bought a house in Beverly Hills that he's had his eye on for like 10, 15 years. He's going to fix it up. I mean, Josh doesn't want kids. So I imagine, but this younger gentleman, Andrew Beyer, that you say his name is, he is in real estate. He is hot, but you know what? I find Bobby hotter And you know what it is like, Bobby is a wonderful, sweet man. Really. I've interviewed him for the show. He's sweet. Like if you want a husband who's hot, who wants a family and everything, Bobby is the type you marry. Bobby is truly the type you marry. So if I assume with this younger gentleman now, and by the way, I mean, I didn't mean they were dating forever, but they got to like right away. Like it was like a week later, Bobby was out and TMZ was following him. He's like, yeah, he's already with someone else. Like it was pretty right away. But I just think that I imagine Josh said right away, like, Hey, you understand. I don't want kids. Like you have to go into it, right? Like Jason Oppenheim from the O group, the next person he dates, assuming he doesn't get back with Rochelle. I assume you say to me, I would say on the first date, like, I don't want kids. Like Jason loves Rochelle, loves. And I really yeah. do think Josh loves Bobby. I do. So you would say to me on the first date, like, let me make it very clear. I will never have children period. The end. Should we end this date? Like I'll finish my martini. Should we finish or not? And that will never change. I would lead with that, Josh. And I would lead with that, uh, Jason Oppenheim, but he is with this younger gentleman. And is it real Sarah, or is it just a rebound? Like, Ooh, that's good. That's a good question. I mean, look, the guy I did a century gorgeous Bobby's gorgeous gorgeous. but Bobby you know listen and I understand like Bobby lost both of his parents I think both to cancer back to back and he's young Bobby at like a young age and just yeah it's it's so traumatic yeah it makes you you're not gonna budge on wanting a family and I assume that this guy looked to me just from not this is my own analysis from looking at I think he's more of the same type as Josh which I don't know. Like he's more of like a player, fast Beverly Hills type. And maybe he's a lovely gentleman. I don't know the guy, but I don't know. Is this just a rebound or is just, I mean, really in love? He's cute. I just find Bobby much cuter if we're going to base it on physical stuff, but maybe they have a lot in common and they don't want children and they're going to have a great life together. I don't know. I love it. I don't know. I have to love you and leave you. This is Uh. amazing. This is amazing. Um, Everyone could follow me behind the velvet rope um, anywhere podcasts are found. You can go to YouTube behind the velvet rope. You can watch our videos and leave nasty comments. You can tweet nasty comments, or you can go to Instagram at behind velvet rope and leave nasty comments. I have to tell you, I think the most nasty comments, it's a tie between Twitter and YouTube. Instagram is usually positive. So you know, YouTube is messy. You people are messy. Someone the other day is like, David, you are so long winded. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Get to I the point. Uh, well, you can follow me at the Sarah Fraser show, TikTok, Instagram. Um, you know, I do Mondays. Um, I usually have like any reality show guests. Tuesdays, I talk about my personal life on the Sarah Fraser show podcast. And then Wednesdays is my popular show all about TLC, all their shows, 90 day fiance before the 90 days. Welcome to Plathville. Um, so yeah, um, I put out new podcasts on Apple, Spotify, the Sarah Fraser show. 
It's amazing. You're amazing. I, I still got to get those platfills on my show. Love them all. I know. They're so good, by the way. And you know, I love a mama's boy. I love a mama's boy, which is coming back June, I believe June 2nd for TLC Network. 1.4 million viewers per episode last season. Enormous numbers for TLC. Now and listen. It's, it's guys addicted to their moms, trying to get married, trying to move in with their girlfriends. And the moms Are they cute? Them. Are they like hot mama's boys with like hot bods? That's what I um, want to see. I love a hot yes. mama boy. Mama's some boy. are very attractive and some are not, but the moms are so over the top. I mean, that's an enormous, I cannot believe those numbers. I mean, those numbers are as big as housewife. It's, um, it's sweethearts. Uh, like the OC, New York, Vanderpump, Shaw's Southern charm. Do you want me to keep going? Wish they had 1.4, no shade. Those are facts. You know, I love numbers and we'll see what Atlanta does. Atlanta stays up there, you know? So, okay, sure. But listen, you go catch your flight. You go head up back to LA to La La Land. We're going to do our Craig's lunch when I'm out there. Keep me posted. And guess what? We're going to be back next week. Everyone keep track of everything this week, Sarah. So we have stuff to talk about next week. You got it. Bye, David. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. Because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones. And the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.